Howdy everybody. The following is a recorded discussion in a series we've been doing with Chaplain Raymond, our Attorney General for the Republic State of Texas. Today we went over the absence of an enacting clause provision in a constitution. This was on page 20 and 21 of the book, The Authority of Law by Charles A. Wiseman. Hope you enjoy. Okay, today is Tuesday, February 22nd, 2011. We're continuing the Authority of Law course. Today we're going to cover the absence of an enacting clause provision in a constitution, whether that is an omission or whether it's important. While the U.S. Constitution and a few state constitutions do not specifically prescribe that all laws use an enacting style, its use is nonetheless required by our unwritten Constitution. The use of an enacting clause and even a title exists by fundamental law. They are common law concepts. Like many other old and well-established concepts of law and procedure, the framers of the U.S. Constitution did not feel it necessary to write into the requirement in the requirement of an enacting clause or titles in all law. There are so many of these fundamental concepts that it would be impractical to list them all in a constitution. In fact, Thomas Jefferson was asked if he would write them down, and he said, we'll never get finished. But that does not mean they don't exist just like the rights enumerated in the Bill of Rights were not originally written into the Constitution because they were recognized to be so fundamental it would be superfluous to list them. That the use of an enacting clause is necessary or required despite its failure to be prescribed in a Constitution has been often recognized. Several legal authorities have cited with approval Mr. Cushing in his book Law and Practice of Legislative Assemblies, written in 1819, at section 2102, where he states, where enacting words are prescribed, nothing can be law which is not introduced by those very words, even though others which are equivalent are on at the same time used. Where the enacting words are not prescribed by a constitutional provision, the enacting authority must notwithstandingly be stated. Notwithstanding means regardless of anything, they must be stated. And any words which do this to a common understanding are doubtless sufficient, or the words may be prescribed. But by rule, in this respect, much must depend upon usage. Now, the usage of an enacting clause is thousands of years old, and every state and the United States have followed this custom from the beginning. Thus, for something to be regarded as a true and valid law, it is logical that one would expect to see an enacting clause on its face. One of the leading cases on this issue was from the Supreme Court for the Territory of Washington. 
the validity of an act of the territorial legislature that would move the seat of the government was in question. The act had no enacting clause, and the ter territory had no constitution of its own requiring one. As it was generally governed by the U.S. Constitution, the court held the law invalid stating. Strip this act of its outside appendages, leave it solitary and alone. It is possible for any human being to tell by what authority the seat of government at Washington Territory was to be removed from Olympia to Vancouver. That's really a question. Is it possible for any human being to tell by what authority the seat of government of Washington Territory was to be removed from Olympia to Vancouver? The staring fact that the constitutions of states made and perfected by the wisdom of their greatest legal lights contain a statement of an enacting clause in which the power of the enacting authority is incorporated is to our minds a strong and powerful argument of its necessity. It is fortified and strengthened by the further fact that Congress and the other states, to say nothing of the English Parliament, have by almost unbroken custom and usage prefaced all of their laws with some set form of words in which is contained the enacting authority. Guided by the authority of such eminent jurists as Blackstone, Kent, and Cushing, and the precedents of national and state legislation, the court arrives with satisfaction in consciousness of right, declaring that where an act like the one now under consideration is wanting in the essential formalities and solemnities which have been mentioned, it is inoperative and void and of no binding force or effect. The court here judged the validity of the law based upon fundamental law rather than any specific constitutional provision. This case has been cited quite frequently by various legal texts and courts and always in a favorable or approving manner. Various law textbooks in the discussion of statutes have clearly stated the need for an enacting clause despite the lack of a constitutional provision for one. Although there is no constitutional provision requiring an enacting clause, such a clause has been held to be requisite to the validity of a legislative enactment. Another one. In recognition of this custom of using an enacting clause, it has sometimes been declared that an enacting clause is necessary to the validity of a statute, although there is no provision in the fundamental law requiring such a clause. In 1967, the Supreme Court of Georgia held that a law without an enacting clause was null and void even though their state constitution had no provision requiring one. They based their decision on the long-standing custom of, use, of its usage. What are we talking about? 
The requirement that all laws contain an enacting style or clause is deeply rooted in and the common law. Thus, there need not be any constitutional okay, guys, provision. Okay, guys, I'm on a conference call. I'll read this paragraph again. The requirement that all laws contain an enacting style or clause is deeply rooted in precedent and the common law. There thus need not be any constitutional provision for an enacting clause to make its usage mandatory. If it is not used, the law in question is not valid and carries no obligation to be followed. And that ends the lesson for today. It was rather short. Are there any questions about this portion of the lesson? If not, we'll just go ahead and close and and walk and come I was back muted. for tomorrow. Could, could you give us a quick summation of it? Um, I think I got it, but. You know what you didn't understand? Well, <clears throat> to me that was a little confusing. It, it, it's uh, okay. If I understand, it says that even though the Constitution doesn't state the requirement for an enacting clause, the enact the, the the necessity of an enacting clause always exists. Is that correct? Yes, it's because. The court judged the validity of the law based upon fundamental law rather than any specific constitutional provision. To, to have put it in the Constitution is a restatement of the fundamental law. And, it doesn't and originate in the Constitution. And while I understand that, with the ignorance that exists in our society, the fact that it exists in fundamental law doesn't mean very much. It seems to me like it does need to be stated. Now, uh, it doesn't mean very much? Well, I'm just, I'm not saying, okay, let me rephrase that. It doesn't mean much to the to, to society at large because of the ignorance that exists it in, and because of our indoctrination. It didn't mean anything to us till we found out about it. That's right. And so my point is, even though, was it Jefferson you said that, that said that, well, if we wrote all of this down, it would be never ending. It seems yes. to me this is so fundamental that it does need to be written down for us to reference it to go, hey, we need that. That's just my opinion. Well, the, well, the maxims and the, one of the four pillars that we need is not only the authority of law, but the maxims. Mm-hmm. And what they're really referring to are the maxims that has judged the validity of the law based upon fundamental law or maxims. So it is stated in the maxims. So it's it's um, not unstated. Okay. Just my ignorance. Yes. Remember, you can't get by on just this alone. You must learn the maxims as well. But the authority of law portion is is uh, well, well, well established in its usage and custom.
uh, you'll find that usage and custom is what the corporation is using mostly as their authority. Uh, none of these things. The code has no enacting provisions. And yet everybody honors it as if it's law. So, um, you know, I don't, I find it, this is a form of a statement of law. The court here judged the validity of the law based upon fundamental law rather than on any specific constitutional provision. This case has been cited quite frequently by various legal texts and courts and always in a favorable or approving manner. Therefore, for your purposes, you have the site of the Supreme Court for the Territory of Washington. It wasn't even a state when they made this statement. And so you can use this site to chew to produce the effect that you're asking about. All right? Which will satisfy your request. If there is any doubt on some people's mind, you have this site, which relieves you of having to be the an expounder of opinion. You can relate the law. And the fact that this this particular site has been used numerous times in a favorable or approving manner establishes usage and custom, if nothing else. John, that's that's the way to look at it. And I suppose this principle predates. Didn't hear. I said, I oh, are you still there? Can you hear me? No. Hello. Can. Hello, can Captain, you hear me? are you still there? Who's who's? Yes. Uh, I have a question. Are the revised transportation statutes for the state of Texas, have they been using the uh, clause or they were they put into effect using the clause that you're talking about? Well, did you get to the, did you, have you heard the previous course? Yes, I, I've listened. I listened to all you have put on in the last two days, from one till. Well, I haven't received today's yet. I just got on the call. I couldn't get no, on. No, before that, we we covered the business of revised codes. Yes, I listened to that, and my question is: Did they have an enacting clause for them? in the state of Texas? Well, I haven't in particular looked, but normally they don't. Okay. Because they are not written by the legislature, and whoever wrote them didn't have the power to enact anything. Well, that's what I gathered from what you said and what I have listened to through your last four days or four courses, and I just wanted to ask you to be sure that I got it right. 
Yeah, now you need to verify it, but typically being enacted is not, it's normally has to be at the very beginning, not at the end. Okay, how do I verify it? Look in the book. Go to the very front. It has a title and it should have being enacted, but I'm, because it's code, it was not written by the legislature. Okay. Only the legislature can put that phrase in. I will go look at it because I, I read the uh, code on the, the description of well, uh, well, the yeah. code in the, the public highway. It says right in the code, public highways of Texas state are open as a matter of right to public vehicular traffic. Well, that means it's, not, it's not a privilege. Well, it's not law. Unless you're in a contract with them and want it to be. That's true. That's absolutely true. And, it, and i got to go on a traffic ticket day after tomorrow, and that's the exact point I'm going to argue with them. Show me the contract. Well, yeah, I, I can't get into those particular well, on, these, on this class. Now, I didn't want anything like this on the recorded portions, Chuck. Okay, can I call you back? You want me to go ahead and stop yes. the recording, and I can take that out. Uh, well, there, are there any other questions? Yes, I have one related to the subject matter. Okay. If a revised statute were to have used the phrase, use an enacting clause. Where obviously, they would not have had the authority to do so, but the table of authority doesn't specify. Yes, it does. It does? Give me you, a need, you have to know the source and your relationship to it. The okay. source has to have had the authority. Okay, I'll, I'll go back and read it and check it. Thank you. In the very beginning, the first court, the first lecture involved source and relationship. And the real problem with the codes are they're not written by anybody that can legislate anything. So if they were to inadvertently put be it enacting in there, they would be acting under the color of law which is a form of a crime. So it is n omitted in order to keep from them going to prison mm -hmm. or being penalized or fined. But it nullifies it in anyway, law. Okay. Is that is that explain it? It's a source that is is a question as well as the relationship. And remember, the codes are not valid because there are additions made to them which weren't passed by the legislature. Okay? There's things in them that were not in the statutes themselves. Yes, I understand that part. So they are not, they do not have the power to make law. Obviously, any addition would be invalid.
I have a question. Mm -hmm. Does the principle of the requirement of an action clause predate the Constitution? Because the principle yes. Of All right. Now, where does it originate? Or can we even identify that? Where does it what? Where does it originate? Yeah. Or can we identify it? Well, if you want to go back a couple thousand years. Sure, wherever. I'm, I'm just... I'm in, the, in the... I don't have my pages up here, but we read them. First okay. of all, there was a source in the Bible with regard to the uh, a sample or an example in the Bible with regard to the Ten Commandments. There was uh, Cyrus in uh, Media Persia. We have examples all throughout. The king, we have more, most of the proclamations from the kings of England. It's, it's generally acceptable so that they could identify that this piece of paper with this writing on it has rules on it and laws from a valid authority. Okay, In that fact, answers my, my question. Okay. The one thing uh, uh, that I mentioned in one of the was the police in America used to say, stop in the name of the law. And that was considered to be a restatement of the enactment and their authority to do so. So that they usually identified that they had the authority to do that by saying in the name of the law. It was, has the recording stopped?